Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football's drive for five straight wins. But is it 5-0 and or bust to finish the 2016 season? Is Troy Warner focused on going undefeated to finish the season? We go two-on-one with the freshman quarterback. Plus, we're jamming with Juddy, former NBA player and BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins in Studio B to preview the season. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, November 2nd, wherever Mm. and however you are dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cleveland Indians fan for a day. Jerem Jordan. Okay, I listen, if you like the Cubs, I know Dave McCann's a big Cubs fan. I, I'm sorry. I, I want this Cubs storyline to continue, and that would mean a loss tonight. And, and the, the tribe, the, uh, the uh, Indians, they uh, need a title too, right? They haven't won one since 45. You're not the only team that needs a title, right? My Mariners need one. They're so bad. Um, so I'm going for Cleveland tonight because I want the Chicago Cubs story to keep going. They got to the World Series. Okay, check. It's been a long time, 45, right? Now winning it is the next step. Although the Cubs could win tonight, and it'd be amazing. It'd be the last great American untold sports story. Okay, so either way, it's going to be compelling tonight. Okay, two things. Reverse logic here. Would the Indian story not continue if they lost and the Cubs won? But it's not as pathetic as the Cubs. (laughs) The Cubs won is... The most pathetic story in sports history. Secondly, do you want all Chicago Cubs fans to despise you? I don't care. (laughs) I don't care about many many a thing, and that is one of one of them. What we do both care about is the fact that this series went seven games, and it had to be this way. Listen, I have Weebelos tonight at seven. My co-leader and I haven't decided what we're doing. You're watching the game. I think we're going to bring them over and we'll just watch the game and hang out. So, uh, 10-year-olds uh, hanging out in my neighborhood. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to party at my house tonight. You should absolutely do that. You can discuss the Boy Scout eight, motto and all sorts of stuff. But at 8 o'clock, you're out of there, okay? you got to go home. During it's that first night. pitching change, you'll have time to recite whatever you the need to recite. The Scout Oath and, and yes, Law. Absolutely. Well, yes, we need to work on some of those badges. Plenty of downtime for commercials and yeah. pitching changes. Probably too much downtime with, that, with like five 10-year-olds in my house. <laughs> it's bad enough to have one three-year-old. They'll be there for about <laughs> three innings, and then they've got to go home and go to bed. Yeah. Please live. Right? <laughs> Today, BYU Sports Nation headlines leading off with this. Yesterday, BYU football announced senior defensive tackle Travis Tuiloma is out for the rest of the season with the knee injury he sustained against Boise State. Defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki said without Tuiloma, the next guy has got to be ready. Next guy's got to be ready to step up and you know, we can't, can't really spend much time as far as you know who we could have had and what we could have done. Is this next guy's got to be ready to play. That's a bummer for Travis. It's a real bummer. He was a wrecker on the defensive line when he was healthy. Never really fully healthy this year. Um, so that's, that's disappointing. His career's uh, over at BYU. So he had a, a, an influential career. If he could be healthy, he's got a shot at being uh, an NFL player of some kind, in my opinion. Mm. More football news. 
from Cincinnati. Head coach Tommy Tuberville named Gunnar Keel the starting quarterback for a third consecutive game and called Taysom Hill the best quarterback the Bearcats will face this season. That includes Greg Ward Jr. of Houston and Quinton Flowers, who's been really good at South Florida, so that's quite the compliment. We'll be live at 110 Eastern on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page with interviews and, of course, your recap from today's practice. Sports Illustrated ranked every college basketball team. Not envious of doing that. BYU's ranked number 45 and predicted to finish third in the WCC and make the NCAA tournament in a play-in game. Gonzaga, number nine, and St. Mary's, number 22. Interesting. Just get in the tournament. Oh, I, yeah. That would be a success for this season. Just, just get in get the tournament. get in the yep. NCAA tournament. Women's basketball will play their first exhibition game tonight against Westminster in Provo, <laughs> 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Head coach Jeff Judkins will join us shortly to preview the women's basketball season. Hey, two years ago... This Westminster came in and won this game in an exhibition. So, so don't just assume that BYU is going to roll. You know that uh, little uh, compelling action there tonight at the Marriott Center. Armac foes reunite. Hey, BYU was in the Armac back in the day. I remember in the '30s some huge battles with uh, the Colorado School of Mines. Those were <laughs> those were big time. And women's soccer moves up a spot in the NSCAA poll to number four, number four in the country. The Cougars are tied with Pepperdine at 6-1-1 one, one in conference play. So that means senior night Saturday against Gonzaga. That's for a fifth straight conference championship, at least a share. BYU has a legitimate shot to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament because their RPI is seven and they are fourth in the country right now in the coaches' poll. And one or two. And that means home games for BYU for Love a couple it. of rounds if they keep winning. So uh, I, I believe... Uh, is it Sunday or Monday? Is uh, We'll know the NCAA tournament. Selection Monday. Yeah, coming up, Selection Monday. Okay, that's big time. There you go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Run the table. BYU football has four regular season games left, and assuming two more wins, it's going to happen, a bid to play in the Poinsettia Bowl on December 21st. BYU will be favored... In every remaining regular season matchup, and not by a little. In fact, that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes. BYU has a 65.8% chance of winning out per ESPN's football power index. That is the third highest in the country. Only Western Michigan and Louisville are higher. And Western Michigan was actually behind BYU until last night. They're now 9-0 because they had some action last night. On Tuesday night. Isn't that fun? So the only night of the week now in our day and age where there is no football is is Wednesday. Wednesday. It's an unbelievably great time to be alive, (laughs) Spencer. The bowl game for BYU after those four wins, which they are projected at a 65.8% chance to win all four of those, could get very interesting in San Diego. It looks like three potential opponents right now. San Diego State, Wyoming, or maybe a rematch with the Broncos of Boise State. Think about that. BYU has a good shot to face a 10-win Mountain West team in the Poinsettia Bowl that might be ranked. So with that backdrop, we ask today's Twitter question. Is it 5-0 and or bust the rest of the season for BYU football? Why or why not? Use the hashtag BYUSN at BRLemon. If they win out and are 9-4, and they have a shot at being ranked. That's big as an independent. That's your opinion. That BYU will be 9-4 and and sneak into the top 25. 
at the very end. The, because of the difficulty of schedule and because of yeah. how competitive they have been even in their losses. Yeah, coaches poll, AP, whatever. The college football playoff, which came out with its first rankings yesterday, by the way, uh, they do not produce a final poll. So it, it would be in the AP or coaches. The key for BYU is not just to win these Final Four, but to win impressively, to get some people's attentions, to kind of put the stats up. Jamal Williams, get himself back into the national conversation by going over twelve or 1,300 yards, you know, going into the final games of the season. I think that would help. And then playing a ranked team out of the Mountain West in the Poinsettia Bowl just might, just might sneak BYU in at number 25 if they can win out. Someone uh, at Arben 3. Actually, there's Wednesday Night Football, Toledo-Akron tonight. So this entire week, there's football on. Every night. And uh, with BYU TV app, there's football on whenever you want as well. Uh, <laughs> my answer to the Twitter question is this. Yeah, is it yeah, bust? It's bu- yeah, it's win out or bust. Because nine wins would feel very different to me than eight. Uh, nine would mean you won eight of nine, five in a row. You win a bowl game. You feel- okay, finishing the season strong changes the entire complexity of a season. Recall 2010. BYU was one in four. They turned things around, went 7-6, and six, went to a bowl game, crushed UTEP in the bowl game. Things felt so amazing. Oh, bowl win, ended the season well, Jake keeps coming back. Like, everything felt awesome, right? And that was a 7-6 and six season. Think about a 9-4 and four season where you end and finish strong. Is it how you start? No. BYU 1-3. It's how you finish. 8-9, of 5-0. That would feel awesome. And if BYU does play a quality team in that bowl game, It'd be nice to get a win there in the Poinsettia Bowl. I, I like the matchup, whoever it is at this point. It'll be fun to kind of relive the Mountain West days or whatever. I, I joked yesterday and I said today, checking out Mountain West Conference results uh, in preparation for the bowl games, like checking out your ex-girlfriend's uh, Snap story or Insta. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's a little weird, but to me it's our bust. Eight and five will feel muh. Nine and four, I think will feel good about this season. BYU hasn't won a bowl game since 2012. Wolf. The Poinsettia Bowl, no less. Against San, San Diego, Diego State. State. Can Kyle Van Oy suit up again? <laughs> For me, it's 4-0 or bust. Meaning, I'm not going to throw the bowl game into that right now. The bowl game That's is not a, the question, it's Spencer. It's a toss-up. So no, it's not 5-0 or bust for me. Mm. But I would feel very disappointed if BYU doesn't win these final four games. I think they have but to be 8-4. But you'd be okay with the loss? If to go Not to eight okay. and five? Disappointed. Yeah. Disappointed, but I wouldn't call the season a bust at 8-5. No, I'm not saying the season a bust. We're talking about the last five games. I wouldn't call it a bust. No, because BYU will probably be an underdog in the bowl game if they're playing Boise State or San Diego State. That's like a home game for the Aztecs, right? It yeah. is a home game. I would love to play Boise State again. I really would, because if Jamal Williams yeah, is in the game and Jamal it's not Williams on the play. blue, oh, now let's go. Just like every other BYU coach, player, and fan, I would be disappointed if BYU did not win the bowl game. But if that team is ranked and has 10-plus wins and BYU is an underdog, I can't be like, oh, Bring it's a it bust. On. It's a bust if they don't win. Disappointed, but... Here's, yeah. here's why the bowl game is, uh, ex- is an expected win for me. BYU went to Utah, to Boise State, to West Virginia, and lost by 1-1-3. One, one, and three. If you play someone else, it's not, they're not going to be the quality of Boise State. San Diego State does not have any home field advantage. No, but they the have fans the, don't show the nation's leading rusher. Yeah, bring it on. BYU has the 10th leading rusher. Okay, That'd be an awesome matchup. That's why I say, okay, that would be, in a, not, I guess, a game where you'd feel good about it. Like going to Boise State, Utah, West Virginia was like, hey, let's go compete and just see what happens. Now, after those three games, hey, 
Any group of five Mountain West opponent in the Poinsettia Bowl, bring it. I'm with you. Even I, if it's I'm San Diego State, who's really good. But I'm not going to say that it's a bust if BYU lost that game. And if it's a one-point loss, that means it, that means it a bust? They're, but eight... Yeah, eight and five versus nine and four. There's a different feeling. Right? Totally, yeah. totally. Just like that's the just, bustability. It's the same feeling that you had between four and four and five and three. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Same it, type it of exaggerated concept. even more because you have had like twice or three times the volume. If BYU wins out, as Jerem said, that would mean eight wins in the final nine games. Mm. That would be most excellent. It would be most excellent. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Is it 5-0 and or bust the rest of the season for BYU football? Why or why not? Let's get some tweets in. Tweet, tweet. At SA underscore BYU fan. No, but a loss to Southern Utah or UMass will make it a bust. Uh, you can say that again. At D Young1993, with the teams left on the schedule, they lose a lot by losing another game. They haven't lost someone they were supposed to beat so far. So we're only talking about the bowl game. I think every... Uh, I, I won't speak for everyone. I think that the consensus that fans expect BYU to go 4-0 the rest of the regular season. Yes. Cincinnati is 80... Four in the ESPN uh, Football Power Index. BYU is 35. Seven and a half point favorite. Was 10, by the way. People expect BYU to beat Cincinnati. UMass, Southern Utah. UMass. Utah State's three and five, by the way. They probably won't go to a bowl game this year. I hope they're five and six and need a win against BYU to do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> like Cal did with Jared Goff the year before. Let's he, make it compelling, man. And he lost and they didn't go to a bowl game. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. Disappointing. If you lose to Cincinnati, but not bust. Losing to any of the next three, bust. Can't judge the bowl game yet. It's pretty fair without knowing the opponent. But that's why I say, if you can go to Utah, Boise State, and West Virginia and hang... You should win at Cincinnati. You should win You should win at Cincinnati. You should beat San Diego State at home, even. Coming up, we're two-on-one with freshman cornerback Troy Warner. Why he feels better than ever, in his words. Plus... NBA veteran and BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins previews his team and season in Studio B. Jamming with Juddy next. Shooter McJudkins, back in the house. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, and our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Is it 5-0 or bust the rest of the season for BYU football? Why or why not? Use the hashtag BYUSN to respond. At Twiggy Stone, yes. They should be able to win all of the games. Anything less would be disappointing given the talent they have. I think BYU is weathered. I think that they're ready for it, like any group of five team. Although the two games BYU's played, three and one. <laughs> games is done by three and one. So the one that wasn't was, uh, oh, I don't know, a college football playoff team last year. Ugh. Hey, check out tonight, 9 Eastern Time, uh, Women's Hoops, an exhibition against Westminster, 9 Eastern Time tonight, BYU TV and BYU Radio. Your first look at the WCC regular season champs from last year, BYU. And your next opportunity, besides now, to see Shooter McJudkins jamming with Juddy. Jeff Judkins, the head basketball coach at BYU Women's Hoops in Studio B. It's good to have you back, Coach. Hey, what's nice up? to be here, Spence. Nice to be here, you guys. Long time. It has been a very long time. Many moons. It is, the summer's <laughs> gone quickly, that's for sure. So here we are, exhibition number one. What are your emotions on a day like this? You, not, you don't have Lexi eaton Rydalch coming back, but you still have a pretty good team that received four first-place votes in that preseason coaches poll. What, what are your emotions like today? Well, you know, you, you think you've seen him practice for the last month, and 
you feel like they're doing some really good things, and you hope that tonight they can go out and execute and do those things. Uh, Westminster is a very well-coached team, and we'll have a little difficult time because they run five-man motion. And so we really haven't worked on it. You know, my bigs are working on post-defense and attacking penetration and rebounding. Now they're going to be out on the floor. So I might have to go a little smaller than I want if I have to tonight and try to match up with that. But, um, you know, uh, these games are good because I get to play a lot of players and give them opportunities to show why they deserve to play. And um, hopefully that will be a good case and we can get a, we can get a win. I know – was it three years ago we lost to them, you know? I mean, I didn't have my starters in the whole time, but we lost to them. So uh, some of those girls were on that team. So they kind of know that. So we'll see what happens. Lexi Rydelch, um she reminds me of me. She took 19 shots a game. Uh, <laughs> the part that doesn't remind me of me is 24 points scored a game last year. Where do you see some of those shots and points being distributed throughout the team this year? Well, Cassie Broadhead is our starting point guard, and she shoots and looks to score a lot more than Kylie. It's Kylie averaged five points a game. Cassie, I bet, will average 12 mm. at least. So there's double. Um, Christine Fuller-Nelson, this is her opportunity. She sat behind Lexi for four years. Um, you know, Christine has the same ability. She can shoot it. She can drive. She can pass. And, you know, if she can come in and score double figures for us, that'll help. And then, of course, uh, McKenzie's got to look to score more. We'll run more stuff for her this year, Some, you know, more screening for her. And then Kalani's got to look to score more. And I think this year we've got better inside presence. Um, Jasmine Mooney's gotten a lot better. Hanks, we got Bodner back, you know, from from a transfer. Um, you know, Orton's getting better uh, better with for us, and all, you just saw Amanda. Amanda's going to play a lot more four this year than than the than the five, and you're going to see Kalani play more three than she did last year. So hmm. we have an opportunity to be bigger and more physical, and hopefully that'll that'll get some baskets for her. But you're right; it's hard to replace that. I think you've got the best player in the conference, Kalani Purcell, uh, just with her overall game. I feel like, you know, we've been saying this since last year, she's kind of the Kyle Collinsworth style, but on the women's side, she yes. can pass and shoot, and she's got great floor vision. She can rebound like no other. What do you anticipate from Kalani Purcell as far as, you know, her leadership role on this team? Well, I think she has to be more um, scoring mentality, as I mentioned earlier. For this team, personally, I think she should come close to a triple double every night. Wow! And if she does that, and just she keep gets, expectations low there, Jenny, and, and become what <laughs> Kyle did. You know, I think like you mentioned she plays a lot like Kyle, and I think um, her biggest issue wasn't her assistant rebounding; it was always the points. Now she's going to have to look to score more and get to the foul line more and do some of those things, and maybe by doing that, she will have that. But um, you know, she's one of my best defenders. But last year, we all know, she had a hard time staying out of foul trouble. And I've really tried to work with her and tell her, I'll, you got to play your man before they get the ball. And hopefully she takes that to heart and doesn't get in foul trouble as, as much and can play more minutes and so forth. But we have, like I said, we're going to play her some three. So that's a pretty big lineup. It goes 6'5", 6'4", 6'2". And Cassie is not a small point guard. She's a strong physical 
point guard. So that's kind of a good positive thing for us. Mackenzie Pulsifer uh, is a dynamic three-point shooter, fantastic defender. Yeah. How, uh, what kind of increased role that will she have on this team this year? Well, she, she, we're going to run more stuff for her. Last year we ran a lot of sets for Lexi, and now it's going to be her. Now, is she as good at creating shots like Lexi? No. But if we get a lot of screens and a lot of um, you know sets that she gets shots that I think she could do, she can do it. And, you know, one thing about McKenzie, and I can say this, she's gotten better every year. You know, and I think seeing her right now this month, she's gotten better than she was from last year. She's got her shots a lot quicker. Hmm. She's got a little more range on it. She seems to be – she's reading her man a lot better. And um, defensively, she has to do a better job of guarding the dribble drive. And she's really worked hard on that. So um, I expect a big year from her. I really do. Georgia, Oklahoma, and Washington on the schedule this season. And Oregon Oregon State. And Oregon State. You have loaded it up. What do you expect from your team this early with that tough of a non-conference schedule? Well, you know, I thought last year it really helped us what we did. It was was a lot of guts. You're taking a risk that you're going to lose some of these games, and then your RPI stinks. But if we want to continue to get better, and we want to go to the NCAA tournament every year, and we want to make a, a mark for BYU. You got to play good teams. You got you kids can't schedule pansies all the time. And um, you know, I think by us winning, it's made it a little easier to get Washington and to get Oklahoma and some of these guys to come play us. Um, and I think that's going to really help. You're going to see next year we'll play some really good mid majors next year. People like us that are really in the top thirty. And I think that'll help us if we can't get these big name teams to come play us. But um, we're really looking forward to it. It'll be, you know, it'll be a good challenge. Georgia got us last year. They lost some key players, and so so do we. And I think we can get Oklahoma here. We should have beat them there. Okay. I think we can get them here. Okay. Should be a fun season. Uh, what are your expectations for this group? You're the preseason number two <laughs> in the league. Uh, I assume you voted for Gonzaga as the I did. number one. I you, did. you can't vote for yourself, so yeah. you have to vote for someone else. Yeah. I did. What do you, what do you uh, expect from your team this year? I expect us to be in the hunt. I think there's four teams that have a good chance of winning the conference. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, San Diego, and us. And Santa Clara could be in there, too. They have two really, really good players that are coming back. Uh, but I think just being in the hunt and having an opportunity to, to have a chance to win, win the league and then preseason, you know, beat some teams that we – that we really need to win and to get our RPI. Like last year we beat Texas A&M, beating one of those teams you mentioned or beating two of them. We have one of them, two of them at home, so hopefully that'll help. And then last but not least, dang it, let's get some fans. <laughs> let's go. I mean, God, we got a good, we got a good conference. we got a good league. we got a good schedule. we got fun players to watch. Come support us. Plus, I'm a pretty sharp dresser. <laughs> <laughs> More cougar tails would help, too. That's probably. right. Yeah. More cougar tails. Yeah. I like yeah. that. You guys. Jamming with Juddy, Jeff Judkins in Studio B. You bring up a great point. You are a sharp dresser. For that uh, alone, I, I try that's to be, the great yeah. point. Yes. I try to be. <laughs> that is the great but, point. But, hey, real fast about the football. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, let's we, talk we all thought they were going to go six wins at best. Now they got a chance of winning nine. At the start of the season, yes. yeah, six wins. You know, like, yeah, okay. so you got to give them a serious, you know, and there's no question, you're as good as your last game. That's Coaches know that. So they go lose a game that they shouldn't lose, you know. But I, I really think that they've done a great job and they've been a fun team to watch. 
Uh, it's funny. I have three of my girls are dating football players. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so it's really kind of, you know, we kind of, my girls are interested in it. Like, let's go watch a football game. So You're like, finally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so big, big week, though. Cincinnati's going to be a, t- a test. That's for sure. Now, we've done <clears throat> couple power rankings the last two years at the Wild Awards. Yeah. And, and you have uh, Adam Pulse for a linebacker as yeah. the, the uh, husband of McKenzie. And then uh, Kalani Purcell is dating one. Uh, Butch Powell. Butch yeah. Powell. Yes. And, so, so Butch is at the games. And Hanks is dating uh, an offensive lineman who's sitting out this year, supposed to be a big time player. Oh, uh, Kyle Johnson? I think that's who it is. And I think uh, somebody else on my team's dating another football guy. I don't, I don't know as much about that as these other three. But. <laughs> well, well. Well, Butch and Kalani have requested to be on the power rankings this year. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Man. Yeah, Alexa Gray's not going to make it in for the third year in a row. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She got mad at me the last time oh, I made a joke about well, She's that. probably mad at, at you right now again. <laughs> she's in Korea. She's probably asleep. Anyashimnika <laughs> Alexa. Uh, Jody, don't get mad. Looking forward to the season yeah. starts tonight on BYU TV at uh, Will you 9 be there Eastern tonight? 7 Mountain. I'm calling okay, it for BYU great. TV, Good. man. That's yeah. awesome. And I'll be there Friday. And Jerem's calling Friday when oh. I'm going to Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, boy. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll do a great oh, job. You guys, you guys do a great job. We really appreciate all you do for us. Hey, show nice. up and support the BYU women's basketball team. Sharp dressing. Uh, Jeff Judkins will that, be there. Absolutely. Let's give you some karma for uh, the early season as well. Okay, okay that'd be great. BYU give me Sports that karma. karma. I need it. Is transferred. It's a, what are they, the Griffins? <laughs> Westminster? The Griffins. The Griffins. The, Griffins. Yeah. the Gryffindors? Okay. Beat the Griffins. Juddy, great to have you with Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your responses to today's Twitter question. Is it 5-0 and or bust for the rest of the season for BYU football? Why or why not? Also, more or less than 40 points a game for Jim or Fredette this season in China? Holy cow, through two games, he looks really good. But first, our two-on-one interview with Troy Warner. How close to 100% health is he? This is BYU Sports Nation. And what did he do on that Fred Warner pick six that made Fred annoyed? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. What are you doing at 1.10 p.m. Eastern Time? In 40 minutes, you can watch uh, BYU football post-practice interviews and our recap. It's always fun. It's a Q&A as well. If you have questions, you can uh, send those in then. Uh, Facebook Live, BYU TV Sports Facebook page coming up at 1.10 Eastern Time. It's 40 minutes from now. Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines include the following. Yesterday, BYU football announced senior defensive tackle Travis Tuiloma will sit out the rest of the season with a knee injury he sustained in the Boise State game. Also, Cincinnati head coach Tommy Tuberville has named Gunnar Keel the starting quarterback for a third consecutive game for the Bearcats, and he called Taysom Hill the best quarterback the Bearcats will face all season. We'll be live at 110 Eastern again, BYU TV Sports Facebook page for the latest. Sports Illustrated ranked every college basketball team. It took 14 years to compile this information. BYU's ranked number 45 and predicted to finish third in the West Coast Conference and make the NCAA tournament in a play-in game. Gonzaga, number nine. St. Mary's, number 22. Three-bid league for the West Coast Conference. Could be for the second time since BYU joined. It's a a two-and-a-half-bid league, meaning if the third one gets in, it it might be in a play-in game. Just finish second. Just finish second in the regular season, BYU. Finish second and get in. BYU women's hoops. We just talked to Jeff Judkins. It was uh, entertaining as always. (laughs) 
They play West their Minster. first exhibition game tonight against Westminster, the Griffins, in Provo, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. And women's soccer moved up one spot in the NSCAA poll to number four. The Cougars are tied with Pepperdine at 6-1-1 and in conference play. The regular season finale Saturday against Gonzaga, senior night. Uh, and a chance for uh, at least a co-conference championship. There's not much more room to move up for BYU women's soccer. Uh, no, number four is pretty good. <laughs> the highest BYU's ever been ranked, by the way. Number two, which was 2012 uh, in route to an Elite Eight run. And this close to the Final Four. Oh, So close. They're going to host some games. They're going to host some games. There's going to be some ball night after Saturday at Southfield. I love it. Still. Let's go. Yeah, and we know fans will pack that stadium for sure. Back to BYU football now and BYU Sports Nation going two-on-one with one half of the Warner Brothers duo, the younger half. Troy Warner, freshman cornerback out of the San Diego, California area. We'll talk to him about the Poinsettia Bowl, the potential of going back, who he wants to play, and is he finally healthy? And he may have or may not have bugged his brother on that Epic interception return. <laughs> Two on one with Troy Warner. Troy, it feels like an eternity with 16 days between games. Thursday night at Boise State, then you have the bye week, and now Cincinnati on a Saturday. What's been the best part about having 16 days in between games? Um, I guess you just you get to improve on other things in life, things that you're working on and everything, and uh, the school aspect, you're able to catch up. Um, which academics and everything if needed, um, and then just get a little bit of time off from football. I mean, I've, I've missed it. 16 days feels like forever, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're back. What class did you catch up on in the most? Uh, probably, probably history, I'd okay. say, yeah. What history class is it? Uh, it's, a, it's, a his, it's history 201. It's like a world civilization class. Yeah. So. Is it like the beginning of time to 1500 or the 1500 on? What? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you need some catching up to do. Uh, you need another bye week, Troy. Oh, my gosh. All right. Yeah, I guess I do. I took the first one. Yeah. Anyways, we can chat later. Yeah, we, we don't need to discuss any more <laughs> yeah. about your history class. Exactly. Boise State um, was such an interesting game for the defense. Five takeaways. Um, the play where you and Fred were involved in, what was it like to create a turnover and, and get that together on the field? Uh, it was cool, um, special, you know, like I've, like I've said before, not a lot of people get the opportunity. i um, glad we were able to do it and get a turnover, help the team, uh, you know, have a better chance of winning the game and everything. Uh, you know, not the outcome we're looking for, but five turnovers is good for a defense. Where do you feel like the defense has improved the most from game one heading into g- to game nine now against Cincy? Um, I, th- I think we've we've challenged offenses a lot more. Um, I, th- I think that we um, are all have the knack for the football and are all going after it. And um, I think I think it's hard for offenses uh, to you know scheme against us and uh, figure out how to score on us. So, how have you improved as a player from week one to nine? Uh, I'd say I'd say confidence. Um, confidence is big for me. Um, so just going out there and having the confidence to just. You know, be be a guy that's like playing like a veteran and just uh, making plays and everything. I think it's all a mindset, and um, you know, I, th- I think that I've done a good job of that. Where does that come from? Um, you know, I think it just I think it's in the Warner blood because Fred Fred's got it too. So I think it's just something that runs through us. What did you think of your brother's interception return for a touchdown when you got back to see it on film and, and were able to actually kind of uh, soak it in and, and see what he did? 
Yeah, that was um, it was incredible. Uh, you know, a lot of people said it was one of the best pick sixes in BYU history. Um, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, you know, just a play like that doesn't come around too often, and you know, it's top three um, Sports Center. So proud of him, proud of the play he made, and um, you know, hopefully he could do something like that again. Hopefully you can do it too. Yeah. yeah uh, where were you on that? Were you on the field? Were you on the sideline? What was that like? No, I was on the f- I was on the field. Like it was, I was running down, and right and right before he scored, there was like a a big black lineman, and and I I didn't want to like just totally just like undercut him because then it would have been uh, a penalty so I just I, I kind of just pushed him so <laughs> I, I probably should have did more but it's, it's what it is what it is <laughs> we've talked a lot about having the swagger and just playing like a veteran it's tough to do that if you're not 100% healthy and, and you've had to deal with some injury struggles this year where are you right now with with your body and coming off the bye week I'm 100% uh, my body feels better than ever I feel you know I feel fast I feel um, you know, I feel good. So, I mean, that's the best thing. And that's an injury, I th- think, the hamstring, right, that can kind of linger. But you, you think it's you're probably done with it? Yeah, I, I think I'm done with it because um, I've, got, I've gotten the rest that I've needed to recover on it. So I think I'm good. That's awesome. Coach uh, Tuiaki also said you had some time to actually pay attention to uh, cute girls in your classes as well. True or false? In that history class too, right? False. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, false. I got, I got to pay attention to, you know, teacher, not, not the girls. So. <laughs> That's a good answer. Is that it just a go- bumped you up a grade right there, <laughs> yeah, Troy? Exactly. It was he was a B plus. Now his name is. Uh, when you look at Cincinnati, they they're a spread team. They've struggled a little bit, but they have had some games where they've been able to sling it around. What do you think of the Bearcats? Um, you know, I think I think they're an athletic team. Uh, I think they've got guys on the on the on the perimeter that are able to run. Um, so it's a matter of you know keeping up with them and just being assignment sound, stopping the run and limiting the big plays, and that's how we're going to win the football game. Will you see anything from Cincinnati that you haven't seen from an offense in the previous eight games that you have played? Um, maybe a post corner uh, from the receiver position. Uh, I think I think everything that they they run is is not new to us. Um, I, I think that you know the, they're. They're going to get some here and there, but I think we're going to limit them, limit all those, and uh, be able to win that game. So, where are we going to see you on offense? There was like a lot of convo about that in the spring. You remember that? Uh, I I think probably next year. This year, I'm not too sure about that, but next year, I think I, there, there'd be a better chance of that. What would it take? More depth in the secondary or something? Um, more depth, or you know, just just a need at the receiver position. Um, but besides that, I, I think uh, it'll, it'll maybe next year. So. What's the phone call like with your mom after the game in a win and a loss? Um, I mean, she's, she's encouraging either way. Uh, she, I mean, she, she feels what we feel when we lose. So, um, you know, she's, she's a trooper, and uh, she's, she says all the right things to us. So, We've been talking a lot about is it kind of 4 or 5-0 and oh or, or bust kind of for this team since you played re- eight really tough ones. And then there are some tough games, but not as tough. What's the mindset of this team as you try and, and maybe win out? Um, the mindset is just to finish out strong. Uh, we want to win four games. We want to be bowl eligible, and uh, we want to win the bowl. So uh, we, got, we still got goals to, to accomplish, and we're looking forward to that. I know that uh, you have two more games to go before you become bowl eligible and get to the poinsettia bowl, but is there an opponent that you would prefer to play out of the Mountain West Conference in the poinsettia bowl? Oh man! Um, uh, being from San Diego, uh, San Diego State wouldn't be too sh- uh, wouldn't be too 
too bad. So uh, San Diego State, I would have to say. Hmm. And you'll be in San Diego anyway. Yeah, we'll be in San Diego too. Yeah, so it's, it's like, a trip home. Yeah, it's two for one. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, thanks for the time. Good luck against Cincinnati. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Troy Warner, freshman cornerback for BYU. I feel fast. I feel 100% better than ever since he's been at BYU. That's good That's news. That's a quote from me and Troy Warner. That's good news, yeah, man. Yeah. That's a quote from you. I and feel Troy fast Warner. and 100%. Yeah, I do right now. I feel so fast. Just sitting up here. <laughs> Our Twitter question today is it 5 and 0 or bust the rest of the season for BYU football? Why or why not? We should mention this that Fred Warner, after we were talking to him about the pick six, and he said, I, I said, we said, yeah, Troy said he just like shoved a guy, you know, and he said, oh, he shoved him into me, which it didn't help. I was diving at the end zone and Troy shoves this guy into me. <laughs> he didn't help at all, which is really funny. All good. Yeah. Brother's going to brother, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Will Farrell. At I do rock the Y answers today's Twitter question today. No, it's 1-0-1-0-1-0-1-0-1-0-1-0. One game at a time. Come on. You're not on the team, bro. Is it 5-0 or bust? We're not talking about your intramural flag football team here. At NickLee51 says yes to validate independence with no Power 5 conference hopes. I wouldn't say there's no Power 5 conference hopes. Currently. Right now. Yeah. BYU hasn't had back-to-back nine-plus win seasons since 2008-2009. We consider that for a Saturday, so I'm glad we got that in from Nick Lee 51 Do you, you have go. a microphone in our conference room? Well done, Nick. Good find right there. Up next, ESPN Bowl projections in the Cougar Whip Around, but first, more or less. How many is Jimmer going to average this year in China? BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Come hang out with us in Studio B, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Keeping it real here. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Yo, what up? Uh, After further review, uh, if you missed it last night, it's a recap of the 2013 Texas game, a classic in BYU history, the greatest game Taysom Hill ever played, in my opinion. Uh, That's coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern time, a rebroadcast of After Further Review, right after the show on BYU TV. Hey, Jeremy, I've got some dirt on my shoulder. Could you brush it off for me? No. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, is it 5-0 and or bust the rest of the season for BYU football? Why or why not? At 86WIKOOG says, has to be 5-0 and to show that the team has progressed, moved forward. Schedule eases significantly, and the team needs to show resolve to finish strong. It would say a lot about this team to go 1-3 one, one and three and then win 8 of 9. And finish with nine wins. Because at one point, BYU is one and three. And to say that they won nine games with this kind of schedule, oh, that'd be awesome. I'm with everybody else on the four remaining regular season games, okay? We don't know the bowl opponent. Does it depend on the bowl opponent for you? Yes, absolutely. So so if it was Wyoming. Then BYU should win that game. San Diego State, that's a compelling game. That's an away game. How about Boise State? I feel like if BYU has Jamal Williams against Boise State in a neutral site, green grass field, they should win that game. Yeah. By the way, Cincinnati, they list their field as as like this crazy, okay, listen to this. Surface, UBU Speed Series 6-M. What does that mean? (laughs) That's That's turf, right? But what is it? Speed series? I think that means that Spencer Linton could run a four nine forty on it. Yes, that means that wow. I could run a four nine forty. A voice from the heavens on, uh, ben. on that turf. Ben Bagley. 
Do I need to tape my next 4940 on the turf? On, on the, the turf? UBM 6 Series, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, what? UBU? Is that, <laughs> is that a competitor with UVU? What is that? Oh, my goodness. Okay, enough of that. Let's play more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. Pretty self-explanatory. We throw out a number. Jeremy and I discuss whether there will be more or less of the given number in that scenario. Number one. A focus on defensive line getting pressure, but no Travis Tuiloma. BYU will have more or less than two sacks against Cincinnati. I'll go more because I think that what BYU did last year, albeit different coordinators on both sides in this game, uh, was unbelievable. Eight sacks in that game. I know BYU struggled to get to the quarterback. Travis Tuiloma's out, so the odds are stacked against it. But I'll go more because I think what Elisa Tuiaki told the media yesterday is true and will come to pass, which is the defensive line would do a better job of, at getting home. Gunnar Keel is mobile, but not that mobile. I think BYU gets home with at least three. Yeah, he was asked a lot about what uh, his defense needs to do, and he, he kept going back to the well of, we have our number one focus has been on getting to the quarterback. What are you, too good for your home, BYU defense? Let's go. I think BYU will have more than two sacks against Cincinnati, and this is just an... It's because there will be more opportunities against Gunnar Kiel. They drop back a lot. They throw the ball a ton, so BYU will be able to tee off a little bit more. Here's the deal. Tommy Tuberville was really frustrated, Cincinnati's head coach, after the last game. He said, we never go five wides with no backs. We've got to mix it up and sling it. I think they're going to chuck it a bunch. Number two. Tanner Mangum will play more or less than one series at Cincinnati. Less. I don't think uh, this is a game where BYU's up uh, 20 and with six minutes to go per se, although maybe that could happen. I'm, I've not quite decided whether this is a 17-plus game or not. Um, I, I go less. I don't think Tanner Mangum uh, even sees the field against don't, Cincinnati. Don't you dare even go near that 17-plus. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. By saying don't, you're encouraging me to do so. I say less. Tanner Mangum won't play more than one series until the Southern Utah and UMass games. And I think he will see multiple series in both of those games. Not oh, at, he better. Not at Cincinnati. Taysom Hill better not be in the fourth quarter in either of those games. I want Taysom Hill to throw for 400 yards against Cincinnati or the offense to go for 600-plus, however you get there. Yeah. I want him to have a huge game. Yeah. Number three. BYU hoops will have more or less than 1.5 wins versus St. Zaga. Now remember, St. Zaga is St. Mary's and Gonzaga, for those that don't know. That's a thing now. Just chew on that. We've combined the powers in the West Coast Conference of (laughs) men's basketball. Yeah, and the rest are just called the bottom seven. Uh, (laughs) More or less. Uh, I'll go more, and here's why. Meaning two, two or three or four. Wow. In February... I think BYU basketball will be very different than what they are right now, or even in January. I think that this young group of freshmen and sophomores that will lead the way will have figured it out by February. And that's when you play three of the four against St. Zaga. I'm agreeing with you again. We're three for three. What is I'm wrong? very uncomfortable. What is wrong with this? <laughs> I think BYU will go two and two in those four games against St. Zaga. That would be good, because as of now, those teams are ranked, dude. This is a regular season question, right? Because there's a chance that BYU will play St. Zaga, one of the two, in the West Coast Conference Tournament as well. And so if we throw in the tournament There'd for be, sure... There could I, be five or six games. Yes, yeah. that is true. I and think, in fact, there, w- there would be if you won that semifinal. BYU, I think, is going to have two wins against the powers of St. Zaga in the regular season. <laughs> Thanks for embracing it. You're welcome. With both arms. You are welcome. <laughs> Number four. 
Jimmer Fredette will average more or less than 40 points per game this season <laughs> in Shanghai. I want to know his competition. I'll go because he's averaging 43 a game through two, 56% from the field, 43 from three. The dude had 11 rebounds the other day. Like, are these, how tall are these guys? Like, I have questions about that league. I'll go less because 40 is a lot. Like, he could average 37, and that would be less, but still a ton. I'll go less. I'll go more because ah! the confidence only grows. Like, he's the He's going to get as many shots as he wants, and he's making a, a ton of shots at a great clip, 55.7%. Why wouldn't Jimmer average 40? That is a ton. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of buckets, dude. But I think Jimmer has every reason to shoot the ball a ton and average 40 points a game. Will he have more points or... Uh, or a hundred, is it yen for every bucket or something? <laughs> it's going to be a lot. Is there a bonus in his contract that says, yeah. hey, we're going to pay you a bunch more money if you average 40 or more? Yeah. Oh, my God. 40 <laughs> or more. That's my goal every Tuesday night at church. Number five. Wait, hang on. Which will be greater? Jimmer Fredette's point per game average in China or Russell Westbrook's shot attempts in the NBA? Ooh, now that is <laughs> yes. a question, my friend. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. We're going to need to have a full show, a full day to deliberate on that one. Oklahoma Sports Nation. By the way, I just wanted to be different than Jeremy in my last answer. Oh, we thanks. couldn't be four for four. I had to disagree with you no matter what the other one was. I'm way more comfortable now. I don't know why. Number <laughs> just five. More or less than two of the current top four teams in the first college football playoff ranking will be there in the final rankings. Oh, I hate the more or less part of this because I can't just say two, right? So, so I'll go uh, more because I, th- I think it'll be – well, I think it'd be two, but if I have to pick one, I'll go more. I'm going to say less. And here's why. I think that there two will be there. Alabama's going to be there. A&M won't be there, I don't think. And Clemson is going to be there. I think Ohio State's going to beat Michigan in the horseshoe. I, I do too. And they'll beat Nebraska or, or whoever it is out of the uh, other division. And I think Louisville could overtake yeah. A&M yeah. as well. So I think that there will be... Pac-12 could get left out if Washington loses I think loses the Pac-12 the and the Big 12 get left out of the college football playoffs. Washington wasn't in. That was a surprise. Texas A&M is in. Strength of schedule was weighed extremely heavily last night in the reveal of the top 25 from the college football playoffs. Listen, you want the Heisman front runner, especially when his only loss was a nail-biter to Clemson Yeah, at Clemson no, who's, who in, else, the fall, in the football playoffs. Who else is really showing up for the Heisman? Like, who wants it? Jake Browning, Washington, Jabril Peppers of Michigan. It's Lamar Jackson's to lose. As long as they keep winning and he keeps, he's cooled off quite a bit. As long as he's just decent, he's going to cruise in for the win. Like, this has been the weakest Heisman year in a long time. Who's challenging? Normally it's like Denard Robinson and the shoelaces jumps out, six games in, Geno Smith, and they just fade. No one's challenged Lamar Jackson. He's been the guy pretty much from the get go. Since he destroyed well, Florida Al- State, it was yeah. like, Lamar Jackson. Alabama doesn't have a Heisman candidate. Typically, they've had at least a guy in the running, Ingram, Henry. I think there's a big shakeup at the top of the college football playoff. Next on BYU Sports Nation, Tommy Tuberville hands out quite the compliment to Taysom Hill, and ESPN has released their latest bowl game projections. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Take us home, Jerem. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Yesterday, BYU announced senior defensive tackle Travis Tuilon was out for the rest of the season with a knee injury from the Boise State game. Also, Cincinnati head coach Tommy Tomerville has named, named, 
has named Gunnar Kiel the starting quarterback for the third consecutive game and called Taysom Hill the best quarterback the Bearcats will face this season. I love that the two quarterbacks' names are Gunnar and Taysom. Mm. We'll be live at uh, one ten Eastern Time. That's 15 minutes from now on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page with interviews and a recap from practice. ESPN Bowl projections have BYU playing San Diego State or Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl. Men's basketball. W-Y-O. Sports Illustrated ranked every college basketball team. BYU's ranked number 45, predicted to finish third in the West Coast Conference and make the NCAA tournament in a play-in game. Gonzaga, number nine. St. Mary's, number 22. Women's basketball. The ladies play their first exhibition game tonight against Westminster, a team that beat them a couple of seasons ago in the Marriott Center. 9 Eastern, watch it live on BYU TV, listen on BYU Radio. Jimmer! Fredette had 44 points, 11 rebounds. What? Seven assists and two steals for the Shanghai Sharks. Bacio Gewo in a 110-101 win. So they eked it out despite the 44. Jimmer's averaging 55% shooting from the field in the first two games in China. Soccer. The ladies of BYU women's soccer move up one spot in the NSCAA polls to number four. The Cougars tied with Pepperdine at 6-1-1 in West Coast Conference play. The regular season finale on Saturday against... Gonzaga. Golf. Ladies finished the first round of the Rainbow Wahine Invitational in third place. Kendra Dalton is fourth place uh, overall at one under par. They continue play through tomorrow. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem, who deserves it? Travis Tuiloma. Uh, tremendous career at BYU. Uh, unfortunately, was banged up quite a bit, but he was a heck of a player, and that's a big blow for this defensive line from BYU. But when Travis Tuiloma was in there, wow, he was good. Shout out to Travis. Twitter question today, is it 5-0 and or bust the rest of the season for BYU yes. football? Why or why not? Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Why for Life. No, because we are still dealing with health, consistency issues, and so I don't think they'll finish 5-0. and 3-2 and or 4-1. and Who's the other loss to? I don't Cincinnati? think they're going 3-2. If BYU loses to Cincinnati, that's, that's a real bummer. Like, 7.5 point favorite in the Eastern time zone. <laughs> on the road. Is anybody discussing BYU finishing 7-6? and six? Woof! Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah. 8-4 regular season, overachieving by every estimate. At Kugbaka, the expectation has to be 5-0. and 4-4 four four feels like a disappointment. It does? I don't want to know what a fifth loss feels like. Hashtag almost 10 wins. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at BYU LASF Jazz. If Jamal doesn't have 150-plus a game for the remaining games, oh, it's a failure. Come on! How so the, high. How come is that on. the elite tweet of the day? Thanks. Hey, hey, we whiffed on that one. Who put that in? We whiffed. Show on demand. Whiff. Audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremy, I'm supposed to shout out to Andrew Fails. Come on, man. That was a fail. Come on.